Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, for this day. Today is the first Saturday in October. Excuse me, in November, if you can believe it. Today is November the 7th, 2020. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I welcome you on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and this is your call to worship. Happy are those who hear the call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. Again, welcome to the Saturday evening worship of Refuge from the Storm Church. We thank you for being here today with us, our returning listeners and members, and all of our new visitors and listeners. We thank you for joining us today in corporate worship where we celebrate God for who he is, and we praise him for all that he has done. There is great power and energy in corporate worship and praise. Remember, God is our hope, and God anchors our souls, and God is our peace, and he has peace that surpasses all of our understanding. God is our refuge. He comforts us in our troubles, and he is our strength. He strengthens us in our weaknesses, and God is our joy. So, again, thank you for being here today. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. As for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is proven, and he is a shield to all who trust in him. So thank you for coming to Refuge from the Storm Church Ministry, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And this place, this church was planted just for you. Remember, you're not alone. Don't forget to meet us here again next Saturday, same place, same time. Our serving team today will consist of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and she will bring the preach words. As we always ask, please pray for her leading up to that point, that appointed time when she shares with thus says the Lord to us and that you will have listening and receiving ears to hear and receive what she has to say. Today our worship leader is our very capable Elder Carolyn Cunningham who will lead us in our invocation and invitation to giving. And she's also the psalmist for today and she will have a beautiful opening song for us Brother Bob Pierce serves as our talk show manager and our moderator. Sister Helena Thompson uh, serves as our worship music ministry leader, responsible for all the uh, beautiful prelude music and the recorded music you hear during the service. Today, Sister Loretta Marley will lead us to the throne of grace during altar prayer with a beautiful prayer. And Sister Helena will offer the invitation to discipleship today. Just a few announcements. We do celebrate the Lord's Supper today. Uh, the word tells us this do in remembrance of me as one of the ordinances of the church. Elder Carolyn will uh, remind you when it's time to gather your elements for worship, your water, uh, your juice, your bread, or your crackers. 
Also, this coming Wednesday, a reminder for those who have uh, enrolled and are participating in our Embracing Purpose study facilitated by Pastor Black. We meet again this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then each Thursday, Pastor facilitates the Next Generation Support Group Ministry at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to know more about this support group ministry and, and to attend, please reach out to Pastor Black at mgrace321 at gmail.com or at our website at, at, at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org for um, more information for the Zoom link or for call-in information. I'd like to wish uh, all of our veterans a happy uh, Veterans Day coming up for all TIs who have served or who are serving in the military. We don't know all of you, but we can definitely thank all of you for your service. Now, on November the 11th, that's this coming Tuesday, we'd like to invite you to join uh, a friend of Refuge from the Storm Church, Evangelist Linda Casreyes, who's the founder and leader of Gatekeepers International Ministry. Her podcast will be held this Tuesday evening at 7 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the podcast is entitled Remnant, R-E-M-N-A-N-T, Remnant. And Pastor Millicent is a guest speaker for that particular um, podcast. And if you would like to receive a flyer on the podcast, we have sent it out to some, please reach out to me at refugefromstorm at aol.com. That's the church's email, refugefromstorm at aol.com. And please be looking for more information on, I believe, a Thanksgiving worship service that a pastor is planning. So uh, please look to the newsletter or the church website for more information. And if you're not doing anything on Thanksgiving, please join us in the worship service. Also, just lastly, a quick happy birthday to all of you who celebrated birthdays at the end of October and have a birthday this coming week. We say happy birthday to you. Now, that concludes our announcement for the week. I thank you for your attention. And please check the newsletter or the church website as a reminder for all of the events for the coming week. And please don't forget to mute yourselves to protect the integrity of the worship service. Now, if all of our hearts and minds are clear, let's go higher in worship as we call on the Holy Spirit who's ever present with us to take charge of this worship as we wholly focus on God and commune with him in the name of Jesus. And uh, we ask the Holy Spirit to lead our worship in spirit and in truth and to speak through us through the scripture, through the prayers, through our music offerings, and indeed to preach words. So God inhabits the praises of his people. We ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you right where you are this day. If you want to lift up holy hands, clap, sing, whatever you do, it, do it as unto the Lord. After Carolyn, uh, Sister Carolyn has opened up with a beautiful song, then Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of the worship.
service today as we focus on our God. So please be blessed in worship today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. If you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus and say he died for all. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Don't ever feel discouraged, for Jesus is your friend. And if you lack for knowledge, he'll not refuse to live. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Amen. 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 The scripture today is uh, selected today is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the son, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels are with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. The people of every nation will be gathered in front of him. He will separate them as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, my father has blessed you. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. 
I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me into your home. I needed clothes, and you gave me something to wear. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the people who have God's approval will reply to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you into our homes or see you in need of clothes and give you something to wear? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, I can guarantee this truth. Whatever you did for one of my brothers or sisters, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did for me. Then the king will say to those on his left, get away from me. God has cursed you. Go into everlasting fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me into your home. I needed clothes and you didn't give me anything to wear. I was sick and in prison and you didn't take care of me. They too will ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or as a stranger or in need of clothes or sick or in prison and didn't help you? He will answer them, I can guarantee this truth. Whatever you fail to do for one of my brothers or sisters, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you fail to do for me. These people will go away into eternal punishment, but those with God's approval will go into eternal life. Let us pray. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful Bible passage in which you show us an important way to praise and worship you by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Our lives as a people who are targeted are more complicated than those who are not. To be sure, we know that others who are not targeted have problems, but in our lives, what seems like a simple problem we were able to easily solve in the past has become a complex one that involves a series of steps we hadn't anticipated. The blocks in our way are frequently put in place by multiple perpetrators behind the scenes who represent Satan. And to solve our problems, we have to get people to help us. Many times we don't know who represents the enemy and who does not. In these instances, we must rely on you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. We take heart, Lord, in knowing through our faith in you that we will receive the assistance we need. We thank you for lighting our path and giving us the right direction to take in difficult circumstances. Lord Jesus, your commandment to everyone on earth to feed, clothe, house, make others well and visit them permeates all of creation so that those who resist 
doing your will actually end up doing it in spite of themselves. We thank you, Lord. We pray and ask you to open our hearts to be attuned to the needs of others. Inspire us, Lord, through the Holy Spirit to be always aware of others' needs and show us how we can come to the aid of others in distress. Lord, use our suffering to alleviate the suffering of others. Help us to know that no matter how little we think we have to give, we always have something to give to our fellow human beings. We may not have money, but we might be able to share food, give clothes, offer space, offer caregiving services for a child, a disabled person, or for someone who is lonely. We can offer to sing, pray for them, do laundry, prepare a meal, write a letter, read a story, and do so many other things for them. Lord, show us our gifts and talents and then enable us to use them for the good of others. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'll let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer. Mr. Loretta will offer the altar prayer today.
kitchen. Father, we just come to you today, and Lord, I just want to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Lord, I sometimes when those songs are playing, they just overwhelm us, and I just feel that that chill in me, Lord, just the the power of your presence and that. It really is real that you are here with us and you love us. And Lord, one of the things that I just want to thank you for today was I'm living here in the mid-Atlantic Northeast part of the country and we have all the seasons and it's the fall. And Father, when I went out that door today and just so many things on my mind and preparing and thinking and praying, it was just warm. It was warm. And I knew, Lord, that the weather was going to be warm, but it was just like this comforting, just wonderful, felt so good. And it was just so unexpected because it felt like a summer day. And Lord, I just stood there for a minute and I just felt like you were giving me a warm hug. And I never felt like that before. And I knew that you were with me. And Lord, I decided to take a ride in my car. And and I just was looking at all the leaves. And at first, when they were changing, I was thinking, oh, they're not going to be as beautiful as they were last year. But when I was driving, Lord, I just saw the, such brilliant beauty. The, the reds and the maroons and the yellows and the greens and the oranges, Lord, some of them looked like they were lit up and they were because the sun was behind them and they were just glowing and it was so beautiful and I just drove on and looked more and more and and yet, Lord, there they were. They were there all the time, tracking me down, cutting me off. But, Lord, I was determined, and I kept saying out loud, Lord, this is so beautiful. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. You are the creator, and you made all this beauty. And I think about that scripture, Romans 1, I think it is, where it talks about there's no excuse for us not believing because your majesty and your glory of the Godhead is shown through what you create. And there it was, Lord, right in front of me. And you had given me that warm hug and you had taken me on that ride. And I pray others had that today too, Lord, to be able to see the beauty of your creation and enjoy that weather and those colors and just the presence of God that doesn't have to come to you like that, but any way you choose, Lord. 
And I just thank you for that today. I just give you thanksgiving for that, Lord, because you manifest yourself in so many different ways to us. Sometimes, Lord, it just takes us to be open, to be, to be expectant, to be looking. Thank you for that. Thank you for this wonderful place that we come. And I know a sister had said it to me the other week about, oh, I look forward to this so much every week. It's my best time. And Lord, I, I went beyond that and I thought to myself, what would I do if I didn't have this? Because it's like the saving grace of my week sometimes, Lord. It, it really is. And I just sometimes just come barely making it. And I just thank you for the songs and for the, all the sisters and brothers that are participating and for the pastor that made this possible, Lord. We just thank you. We, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and praise. And Lord, that song, Take Over, I Will Rise on Eagle's Wings. Yes, Lord, we want to rise on eagle's wings because there's so much to rise above in our life, in our country, in the situation and circumstances that we find ourselves in that Carolyn, as she always does so eloquently, captures that in words for us, Lord. And I just know what she's saying because I'm living it, and so do the rest of us, Lord, we know. But we know that we're still here. And we know that you're God, and we know that you love us, and we know that you never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, that those verses that said, here I am waiting, abide in me, I pray, or longing for you. Lord, you are everything. Thank you for sending Jesus to the cross, without which none of this would be possible. We wouldn't, I, I can't imagine how I would live without you, Lord, in the midst of such dire circumstances. I don't know how any of us would live, Lord, but I thank you for the fellowship and the presence of each and every person that comes to this service every week or even sometimes when they can. And I thank you for every life they're yours. These are the ones, Lord, that in your word, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. That shame meant nothing to you in comparison to us. We are your prize. We are the ones you died for. You reached out and you led this perfect life, this glorious, obedient, wonderful, all in life for us. You came and you did it perfectly. You fulfilled the law and you gave your all. Thank you for that. Thank you for drawing us to yourself, the Father drawing us and you saving us, Jesus, the blood of Jesus, because your word says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony and we love not our lives unto the death. This is why we're still here, Lord. And as we continue to abide in you, we know that we will remain as long as you have us to remain. And Father, I pray. I just, I, I wanted to tell Pastor this, but uh, 
I just say it now, Lord. I just heard somebody say this week that purpose on one of the Christian stations is the best alarm clock. And it gives us purpose. And we want to get up in the morning and we want to carry out our calling and we want to do it for the glory of God and for the love of the brethren and for the fellowship of the saints and for the the glory of God to be known in the earth. Thank you that you are everything that the word says you are. And we will be fathoming that for the depths of eternity. You are unfathomable. There is so much about you that we've yet to learn, Lord. I feel like myself, I've only scraped the surface. And I thank God for sisters that have gone deeper and that I can look at and I can emulate and I can thank you for. Thank you, Lord. Father, I invoke your presence here today. You said where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So you are here. Your presence is here. And even in Acts, it says that they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. And Lord, we're here and we're ministering to you and we're singing songs of glory. And even if we're not the ones singing, we're singing along with the one who's singing. And even if we can't sing, we're still singing with the mute button on because Lord, you love us. You love our voices. You love us and you care for us and you want to hear us sing. So Lord, as we're ministering to you and and seeking your face and listening for your word, I pray that you would just manifest yourself in multiple and myriad ways so that we can just continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and overcome what uh, we are going through in this life. And Lord, I pray for our nation today. And we always go back to that First Chronicles 4.10. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And we know, Lord, that there was a decision made today. There was a call made today for the president-elect. And, Lord, yet we know there are uh, there's opposition. There's lawsuits upcoming. There's um, uh, protests. There's, but they seem to be peaceable, thank God. Lord, I pray for our nation that we would come to know you that there would be revival, that we would know no matter who the president is, whether we voted for them or whether we didn't vote for them, that we as children of God are, you are the king. You are the prince of peace. You are the most high God. And Father, we are called to pray for those that are in authority. And Lord, as these proceedings go forth as these challenges are made, as these lawsuits are rolled out, as these warring factions are uh, kicking against one another. Lord, I pray that you would keep peace in the land. Lord, I would pray that you would glorify your name. Lord, I pray for your majesty and your dominion and your authority to come forth in the name of Jesus and for us to just 
do what we're supposed to do as Christians and keep our hearts right and keep our minds stayed on you and keep them stayed there, Lord, and don't let them wander off and pray and, uh, Lord, just preach the gospel and uh, think about souls and trust you in the middle of everything. Trust you in the middle of it all, Lord God, for you are the sovereign one. You are the holy one. And you do give us in your way, this in your word, the scripture that says, how are we to do this? And, and, and it's your word. And you said what you would do if we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked, wicked ways. And it's us, your people, Lord, that pray this thing through. And Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every TI that's here today, and I pray for hope for them. I pray for comfort for them. And Lord, just this week, I was reading Romans 4 about, and it, I never saw it this way before, but here was um, Abraham, and he was against hope, believed in hope, and he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And Lord, that really struck me, who against hope believed in hope so that he might become the father of many nations. Father, he didn't have any reason to hope. His wife and he, they were past the time of childbearing and you had made a promise and he believed you and there was no reason for hope other than your character, your promises, who you were. And it says in order that he might be the father of many nations. So he knew that was part of it. He knew that he had to, against hope, believe in hope. He had to believe. He had to have hope. And he could choose it. And he had to choose it. And it's all part of it because, Lord, I thought it always looks like there's no hope. Even in the situations that we're in, sometimes it looks like there's no hope. We have to stir ourselves up unto hope. And Lord, we learn so much about faith from our father Abraham, and he is our father. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And I saw that too, Lord, that he was strong in faith and gave glory to God. And that's how he didn't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith and gave glory to God. These are all the things we need to consider, Lord, because there's so many promises in your word. It talks about many being the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all. And that the Lord will deliver me from every evil work. And that pray that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But God is faithful, who will establish, establish you and keep you from evil. And then the Lord's prayer, deliver us from evil. So, Lord, there's so many promises there. And another thing, Lord, Abraham did not look at the circumstances. He was not drawn into them. He wasn't taken down by them. He didn't look at them and say, well, look at this, and this cancels this out. He didn't say, are you kidding me, me and Sarah? No, but no, he, he didn't consider it. He believed in God who quickened the dead and calls those things to be not as though they were. 
And it was because God had called him the father of many nations before he had offspring. So he knew that you were the God who calls things that are not as though they were. And you told him he was the father of many nations. And we see how Abraham operated in his faith all these glorious things. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and he didn't stagger and unbelief, and he, against hope, believed in hope, and he didn't look at his circumstances. And Lord, this is what we need to do. This is who you are in us, and you live in us, and we are fully able to do this as we put your word in our minds and hearts, and we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we'll prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we'll encourage ourselves as we look and see how, since Abraham's the father of faith, he's our father of the faith. And we learn from him, Lord. We can see how he did it in terrible circumstances that were just not possible. And Lord, another thing he did, he was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And Lord, I looked at this scripture before and I've said, well, yes, Lord, I believe that, that you're able to do it. And I know that you're able to perform it. But then I thought my, my words that killed my faith were, but is it for me? Would you do it for me? And I thought, well, Abraham believed that, but Lord, I see now through the scripture that Abraham did believe that you would do it for him. He was fully persuaded that what you had promised, you were able to perform. And he was thinking about him and Sarah. You were able to perform this for him. You were able to perform this for Sarah. And Sarah had her own faith. Lord, since Abraham is the father of the faith. I pray that we would follow in his footsteps, that we would encourage ourselves in the Lord, that we would hear all these things that Abraham has done and in the power of the Holy Spirit, follow those footsteps and be strong in faith, giving glory to God and not staggering and hoping when there's no reason for hope and not looking at our circumstances and considering them and falling underneath the weight of them and believing you that you are the one who quickens the dead and calls things that be not as though they were and to be like the word says fully persuaded in our own minds father comfort and encourage each one today and help us to look into that that word of liberty, that word of glory, so that we're not deceived and we look in it and we forget what we look like and we walk away and we're not a, a doer of the word. We're hearers only deceiving our own selves. Help, up the, help, help us to take up that banner of faith and victory and glory and belief in the name of Jesus and live out our lives, Lord, the way you would have it, not to let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy, but to have life and have it 
more abundantly. And I thank you, Lord, that we shall do this that this week and that we are petitioning you that we will do this and live this out and help others up and grab their hand and pull them out of the ditch and speak a word and do season to him that is weary and, Lord, to encourage ourselves in the Lord and to honor your name and to live this magnificent life and see how much we have in you, Lord. We have not even begun to fathom the depths. And Lord, I just keep hearing that revival's coming and things are going to be happening. And I pray, Lord, you remember refuge from the storm church and sweep us on into that glory and into that 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 water coming, that that flow of the spirit, that rivers of living water coming out of us and coming towards us. And we're swimming in it, like it says in Ezekiel. First, it was to the ankles, then it was to the knees, then it was to the hips, and then it was waters to swim in, Lord. And that's what we want. And we thank you for that. And we know that you're here our prayers. And Lord, I pray for Pastor today and for the sermon that she brings forth and the word of the Lord that she's always faithful to proclaim. And I pray that we would hear it and do it and that we would live in it and that we would have testimonies of how we put that word at work in our lives and encouraged and comforted others. And we saw your hand at work and we'll grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, anoint our pastor as she comes forth and speaks that word in power and glory in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Loretta, for your fervent prayer, giving thanks, praising God, and petitioning him for our needs. Thank you. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. We are similar to other organizations in the TI community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. We now have a special appeal for a TI who has overcome extreme adversities but needs financial help to move forward in gaining independence. After being homeless off and on for many years, she now has shelter. She's beginning to heal physically, but needs to earn income to pay for medicine to continue healing. In order to do this, a computer would help tremendously. So Refuge from Storm Church is trying to raise funds to provide a computer for her. Please consider this special appeal when making a donation. You can go to our website, refugefromstormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at 
mgrace321 at gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant at refugefromstorm at all.com. Thank you very much. Let us prepare our hearts to receive the preached word by listening to a praise and worship song. Pastor Milton will follow the song by delivering the preach word today.
Amen. Amen. And that, that's a fun song, y'all. Departing a little bit from my usual, but I just felt so good when I heard that song, Holy Water. We all need some of that. We all need some. Good afternoon. I want to thank God for another opportunity to share with you and to welcome you, you, and you to the service today. I give honor to God, to Jesus Christ, my Redeemer, and of the trend. Last week, we celebrated our clarification month, and let me say thank you again to those of you who so generously gave your gifts and your uh, words of, oh, beautiful, beautiful words of appreciation. I, I'll just ask you right now, those of you who did give words of appreciation, would you send me a copy? They were so beautiful and make me feel so good and so appreciated. I would appreciate that. I pray that the clergy that we celebrated last week were blessed as we took that time to say thank you to all of them for what they do. I included a special thank you to those clergy who were instrumental in helping to start this church almost five years ago and left out an all-important woman, Minister Barbara Hyseni. Barb, as she is affectionately called by us, started out with us in 2016 as a Bible study teacher. She was much loved and we appreciated her sharing the word of God with us. So I just wanted to add Minister Barbara Hyseni to the name of Reverend Carol and Reverend uh, Rochelle. It is always appropriate to say thank you to the ministry team, and I don't ever want to miss an opportunity. They are the ones who share the preaching ministry with me, Minister Juanita Purdy, who preaches and teaches Bible study. Pastors Pamela and Terrence Wilson and Pastor Deidre Sterling Williams also graciously shares with us in the in the Elder Carolyn Cunningham is our worship leader. Now, joining Minister Purdy and me as Bible study leaders is Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey. Cheryl also serves as our webmaster and is responsible for the stellar appearance of the website that you can find at www. 
dot refuge from the storm church dot org. No, it's not. I gave you too many dots. www dot refuge from the storm church. Maybe I didn't dot org. She's also the talk show assistant. Sister Gloria Sterling McGill gives the call to worship each week and is also our talented and valuable Sister Sharon Taylor has joined Sister You're cutting now. I cannot hear you. This is Sharon. Um, I know you have something important, and I'd really like to hear it. The perpetrator, unfortunately, is controlling the sound. I, I went out and came back in because I couldn't hear Elder Carolyn very well. And when I came back, it was better. So if it's messing up, up now he is being done deliberately and it's being done deliberately by the person who's been hacking into our services each week let us pray that god will overcome his power to cause interference mm -hmm. so i'll try again and preferably you can hear better sister sharon taylor has joined sister loretta marley in leading an altar prayer, and Brother Bob Pierce is our new talk show minister. Thank God for growth, and there is still room for you in this ministry as there is in the church. We do invite you to become a member either by affiliation or by association. Now, we join together to church services, and there is to God be the glory. Now let's turn to the word. Have you all been able to hear me better? No, no you're still cutting out, Pastor. Yeah, it comes and goes. Uh, Sister Hello, I will go out and come in again and see if that gets me a better connection. Pastor asked me to play a song by any chance. You may.
again. I come. That's the best part of the song. Amen. Is that any better, you all? Much. I will be reading yes, the scripture this afternoon. Thank you. Joining what um, Elder Carolyn has read at the beginning of the service, Matthew 25, I'll just be reading from verses 34 through 40 from the English Standard Version. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom of the world. Hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for being such a wonderful Father. We thank you, O oh God, for giving unto us the gift of life and the gift of service. We pray, God, today as we share your word, O oh God, that you would increase and I will decrease, O oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would add the life to your word, O oh God, that would give life to each of the hearers this afternoon. I pray, O oh God, for an increase of the anointing in our lives, Father, for you promise that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burden. I want praise and honor in all that is said and all that is done this day in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of the, of the message this afternoon is Mercy for the Least of These. Mercy for the Least of these. When I got up this morning, I received the first confirmation that the message for today is exactly where God wants me to be. 
I read in the PACS newsletter about a man who was in danger of freezing to death in Oregon. We know how cold it can get in that state. And here is a fellow human being who was suffering from the cruelty of humans to humanity, not because he wouldn't work, but because he was being victimized by what seems to be, to have become systemic Nazism in America. The article told of his education and training as that which would earn him a good living were it not for the opposition brought to him by those who play with man's life for sport. I was told in 2003 that what is being done to us is called entertainment and sensationalism. The news today is that some good Samaritans put their resources together and got this man some help. Praise God. Because of their acts of mercy, a child of God is in a better place today. What is your story? I'm talking about the times when the system had its foot on your neck and you could not wriggle under the weight of the distress of this organized stalking and electronic harassment. I can name several who are still in a place of lack and their needs are no different from the scripture that Elder Kellen read earlier. Who served as angels to you? Seemingly they were sent straight from God to give you a helping hand. Do you remember those days? I had several angels to show up during some of my days of intense lack. There were so many miraculous visitations that one of the ladies told me that I should make a list of all the people who got sent into my life during these days. And I'm talking about these days right now and the days that I have lived since 2003. All over the world, there are people who are in need of assistance in order that they might have the bare necessities of life. They need food clean water, clothing, shelter, especially orphans and the unemployed. They need health care and some are in prison. And most are in this place due to no fault of their own. These people God would call the least of these. And the Bible tells us in red letters, which represents words that are straight from Jesus' mouth, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, my little one, you have done it unto me. This discourse begins in chapter 24 of the book of Matthew when Jesus comments on the coming destruction of Jerusalem and the ruinous damage to be done to the temple. Next, Jesus begins to ask the questions from the disciples on when the end would come and what would be the sign. This conversation flows over into chapter 25 where we are, Jesus talks about his second coming. In both chapters, Jesus refers to himself in several phrases that points to his rulership. He calls himself the bridegroom, the giver of the talents, and the master in chapter 24. By the time Jesus gets to the parable of the final judgment in chapter 25, his titles become more specific. He calls himself the son of man, shepherd, king, and the Lord. 
The pericope for today's message was spoken by Jesus as part of a series of parables that are recorded as the explanation of the end time that Jesus spoke of in the book of Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector who worked for the Roman government and was despised because of his occupation. Jesus called Matthew to be his disciple, not because of his accounting abilities, but because Jesus was a discerner of the heart. And he knew that Matthew was not as the people accused him. Jesus got the disciples' attention by telling them about the anticipated arrival of the Son of Man. Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man 69 times in the synoptic gospel alone. Each context seemed to refer to actions that Jesus did or would do in relation to humanity. He used this self-designation in pointing to his earthly work, his coming, suffering, death, and resurrection, and also to his future coming in heavenly glory to act with sovereign power at a final judgment. The final judgment would be of those who accepted the invitation to follow his example during his earthly ministry as his disciples. It is said in scripture that judgment will start in the house of God. So it is not surprising that Jesus will address the acts of mercy or lack thereof to the world of followers first. Next, Jesus refers to those who will be coming with him, the angels. Angels were there at the birth. They strengthened Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and awaited his command during the arrest that started Jesus' journey to the cross. The angels were spoken of in Matthew 13 as those who would gather the wheat from the tear. Jesus told the Roman soldiers that his father would send 12 legions of angels if he asked of them just to rescue him from that band of wicked men. But the nevertheless had been spoken by Jesus in the garden, and now he was ready for the next lag of the assignment. Jesus not only refers to judgment in verses 25 through 40, but he also refers to the reward for those who follow the commandment of love. You see, mercy cannot be shown without love showing up. When I was preparing for this message, I learned that there are two ways to look at what is described as works of mercy in verses 25, 35 through 40. The first seven and only six that Jesus acknowledged were feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, shelter to the homeless, visiting the sick, and visiting the imprisoned. Then there were those that were called seven spiritual works of mercy. Spiritual works now. The first were corporal because you could do those physically. But the second are called spiritual. Counsel the doubtful, instruct the ignorant, admonish sinners, comfort the afflicted, forgive offenses, bear wrongs patiently, and pray for the living. 
we will focus on the on the corporal works of mercy because they're the ones that the king will judge the nations for. Notice that Jesus said all nations will be gathered. This means that no one will be exempt from judgment. Third world countries have riches, but only a few have access to it. Consequently, there are children and families without food, water, clothing, shelter. There are those who lay sick and dying because of the greed of a few. These same people are exploited by Americans and other countries because they don't have the ability to access the wealth that God has prepared for them. For some, it's gold. For others, it's oil. Great diamond mines are found in Africa, and yet other countries in the third world may have minerals that are yet to be mined. We know that there is great intelligence in third world countries because some of them have come to America to further their education and they end up staying here. Weekly, James Robinson and his wife Betty make a plea for food and wealth for the poor in other countries. They show videos of flies swarming around sick little children and adults who barely walk. We see them drinking dirty water from sewer filled bodies, the children and the animals drink from the same, for their, which would be the only meal they would have for that day and felt so bad because of the lack of adequate resources. We've heard of people like Oprah Winfrey and Madonna building orphanages so that a few of the huge population of orphans could be educated and raised properly. Hopefully they will return to their native land and become the savior of their people. My second confirmation today came when I was listening to an interview of Dr. William Barber. Dr. Barber is president of what's called the Poor People's Project here in, the, in America. Dr. Barber was being interviewed by Jane Fonda and Rebecca Solent on how do we heal from this partisan divide. Obviously, he was talking about the, 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 the rift that has flown through America over two presidential candidates, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And even today, I understand one has been named the president of the United States starting in 2021. I searched the internet and over and over Dr. Barber refers to that term, the least of these, by saying that after all, the Bible says little about abortion, prayer in schools, and same-sex marriage. Yet there are hundreds of scriptures that deal with how people treat the least of these, which in modern times could be interpreted to mean denying them the right to vote or to health care coverage. These were words spoken by Dr. Barber. So I rushed to the Bible to find the instructions for myself. Some words came from God, God's self to the Hebrew people. In the book of Deuteronomy, verses 10, chapter 10, verse 18, it reads, he defends the cause of the fatherless. It's talking about God. 
God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the alien. The alien would be the homeless, giving him food and clothing. the naked own flesh and then there is in the book of James chapter 2 verses 15 and 16 suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food if one of you says to him go I wish you well keep warm and well fed but does nothing about his physical needs what good is it Luke 14, verses 13 and 14 reads, But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. 1 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 reads, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And then there's Proverbs 19, verse 17, our last scripture that I read today, and it reads, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. I fell in love with that scripture when I founded many, 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 many years ago because I was one who was <laughs> considered poor, though I had a job and a house and drove a car. I had two little babies to feed. There was not a lot of extra left over for hardly anything. And yet God continued to send people to help me in some of the most unusual ways. One time it was a set of a brand new set of encyclopedias for my little children. More than once I was my my uh, fees were paid so that I could re uh, attend a retreat, a Christian retreat, just to be able to get away for time with God. Over and over and over and over throughout my lifespan, people have been so kind to me, and boy, I learned that reciprocity isn't always to the person that gave you the gift or, or was kind to you but it could be to a, an absolute stranger and that happened to me one time one of the ladies who was helping me in, in a very significant way she said to me Moses don't don't worry about paying me back just whenever you're able do something good for somebody else whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and it's God who does indeed repay you back again so what does it mean to feed the hungry? Obviously, food is involved. That stuff that goes into the belly through the digestive tract. We may not think of it, but because the thing that people are starved for is a, that sometimes the thing that the people are starved for is attention. They may have enough food, but they just want a little time. Some people are hungry for conversation, and believe it or not, some don't even want to talk. They just need your physical presence. Isolation is a terrible thing. I think we all know that. 
It's designed to keep you from being physically present with others and to not have anyone to talk to about your thoughts or perceptions off of. Sure, God is with us and he does listen to our prayers. However, God knows that we need the presence of one another. We are admonished to not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. That's proof that we need one another. Have you ever been thirsty? Just in need of a drink of water? A drink of water is a small thing to someone who is in a hospital or nursing home, and they can't get the water for themselves. Of course, now we can't visit the nursing home due to the COVID-19 virus. But if that was possible, I'd encourage you to walk down the hall of a nursing home and just ask if you can help someone with a drink of water. You'd be amazed how many of the residents will say yes and thank you for it. I wonder if those who are obviously homeless that we see on the road and the streets could use a bottle of water. Try it. Put an extra bottle of water in your car and give it to the next person you see standing on the side of the road with one of those signs that ask for help. It's sure scary to think that that person could be Jesus. This act of mercy could also fulfill the words of Jesus. Even visiting the sick or, or at the nursing home or the hospital, that would be visiting. You can visit with God, a prayer to God, and I provide to those who are sick monthly, well, quarterly, actually. I, I take bundles of, of the daily devotional to a specific nursing home so that their residents will have visits with God on a daily basis. Then Jesus said, I was naked and you clothed me. Giving clothes to those clothes bins that you'll find in places like Walmart parking lot and other places helps many people to be covered. I recently saw a video of a young woman who had a clothes closet for people who were trying to get their life together. Some people don't like giving their clothes to Goodwill because they are being sold. However, it's important to give that others might be covered. Elder Carolyn told us about a nonprofit organization who made dresses for little girls in Africa. Many children in Africa walk around naked, which might lead to many of them being raped as children and then becoming children having children. This is the time of year when gloves and hats are important in states where it gets cold. I dare you to purchase a bag of them from the dollar store. And I mean the dollar model, the dollar tree. For a dollar, you can buy a pair of gloves. You can buy a pair of socks. Um, you might even be able to find a hat. Take them to the area of town where you know there are homeless people. Pass them out. See how much appreciation you might get. Some churches collect coats and even blankets just for this time of year. Homeless, and you took me in and in prison, and you visited me. I'm not sure which is worse to be homeless out in the elements or to be behind bars and can't move around freely. In situations, how would you react? It leaves us at a disadvantage when we can't ask the stranger 
for identification, doesn't it? Would you dare to look a stranger in the face and say, your name wouldn't be Jesus, would it? No. Mercy has to show up and just do the right thing. If you can't take a stranger into your home, and most of us wouldn't help them find, then help them find a room for the night, a homeless shelter, or a church to see if they can help them. Believe it or not, you'd get credit for that in heaven. Have you ever been inside a jail or a prison? It's not so easy to do ministry in prison either in, anymore. Or is it? You can send mail to the inmates as a way to visit. You can contribute to their basic needs fund by sending them money. If you're able to speak with them by phone, you could ask if there's anyone you could contact on their behalf. The point is, if you learn of someone who is being, who is being incarcerated, especially in the TI community, first pray, then do what you can to be a blessing. Show that act of mercy. One day God looked down to the earth and saw the despicable condition of the hearts of mankind. I bet he saw pretty much what he sees today. God knew that the devil would rule their lives forever and God would never be able to have the relationship with us that God had planned. Total despair gripped the heart of God until God turned to Jesus and said, it's time. And Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Alvin Slaughter sings it like this. Mercy said no and love took my place. There on the cross where justice met grace. Mercy refused to let me die. Jesus the Lamb was crucified. So rightfully, death wanted me. But mercy said no. Do you realize that some of the people who are hungry or thirsty or naked in a cold place or homeless, or sick, or in prison, death is begging for them. Sometimes death offers them suicide as a way out. But mercy says no. And sometimes mercy will be your voice or your act of kindness. On this first Saturday of the month of November, we turn our attention to that mercy that was shown to mankind by the Son of Man, who became the shepherd, then the king, and now he's our Lord. Jesus saw that we were hungry, starving for forgiveness, thirsty in need of that living water, that thirst no more. Naked, we were uncovered in our wrongs and homeless and often without a savior. We were sick to death and in, in a prison of sin, but Jesus would not allow us to die in that deplorable condition. The song said, so rightfully death wanted me, but mercy said no. Death was 
the separation from God for all eternity. It took the cross to satisfy all the conditions of our release from Satan's clutches, and still he tried. But Jesus paid it all. We were the least of these until mercy showed up. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the number of those who are invited to sit on the right hand of the Father. And certainly I want to hear God say, well done, well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, just a few, but you've been faithful over a few things. Enter now into the joy of my Father. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Millicent, Millicent, for that powerful message, delivering God's word to us of loving our neighbor as ourselves. Let us prepare our hearts to receive Holy Communion as we listen to a praise and worship song. Please gather your elements of a piece of bread or cracker and a glass of juice, water, or wine. Without home, 
Amen. Since this is not the table of any one church, but it is the table of the Lord, any member of any branch of the Christian church who truly and sincerely repents of his or her sins and accepts Jesus Christ as personal Savior and Lord is invited. Draw near with faith and take this sacrament to your comfort. Listen now to the words of the institution of his holy supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered to us by St. Paul. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we hold up to you this bread that represents Jesus' body that is broken for us. And we hold up to you, O oh God, this cup that represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us at Calvary, O oh God, for the remission of our sins. God, we thank you so much for loving us enough, O oh God, to send healing to us and to give us your sustaining care. We thank you, Father, for Jesus, for his work of redemption and for the gift of these sacraments through the holy spirit oh god we thank give thanks for his power and encouragement and that he might use the bread and the wine to nourish and sustain god's people that are gathered at the table in jesus name god bless them take them oh god from the natural use and make them the spiritual for the spiritual needs of our bodies in jesus name amen our Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. You may lift your bread up. And when he had blessed and broken it, he gave it to his disciples. As I give this bread to you in his name, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat your bread or your cracker. Now you may hold your cup up after the same manner our Savior took the cup and having given thanks as has been done already in his name, he gave it to his disciples saying, this is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. All of you drink of it in Jesus' name. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. The gift of God for the people of God. Now let us pray. We thank you, Lord God, that you have fed us with these holy mysteries of the body and blood of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. By eating his his body we become members of his of his body and thus his agents in this world help us to be the distributors of your blessing the agents of your providence the instruments of your grace and the ambassadors of your love to all the people we meet 
in our everyday lives. By drinking the cup which represents his blood, God, we take on his life, which was not finally pierced by the cross, nor smothered in the tomb, but lasts forever. We thank you for this, the medicine of immortality, the antidote of death. All this we pray in the most holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, because he is alive and he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. You are one God now and forever. Amen. 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 Let us celebrate receiving Holy Communion. Thanking God as we listen to a praise in this song. The invitation to discipleship to be offered by Sister Helena will follow. Hold on for just a moment, please. Lost my place. Apologies. God, we're all here today. Many of us, our lives would have been snuffed out if it had not been for the wonderful grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Justice demanded satisfaction or has been broken again. Judgment required
beautiful. You're all waiting on me. Amen. Yes. Are you, I'm so sorry. Unmuted. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. 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 I just want to say that I'm so thankful that we serve a awesome God that is so full of mercy and grace and listening to Pastor today reminded me of the in Hebrews that says let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need we'd like to reach out to those of us those of our callers today would Ever means you chose to call in by whatever device you did. We're so thankful that you're with us today and you chose to spend your day with us, evening or your afternoon. And the Lord put it on my heart today that um, we've been having so many uh, people coming into our website and uh, curious, and so I'm appealing to any that may be curious to listen to one of our repeat um, services on our podcast that may not know the Lord. And if you're listening um, in our service today or by podcast, you have not yet surrendered your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and made him the Lord of your life, then you're in the right place would like to help you to do that and make that comfortable for you because God doesn't make it difficult for us. It's very simple and all you have to do is just remember that Jesus loves you first of all. He's in the healing business for those who are lonely, those who are broken hearted or at the end of their rope. We're living in such uncertain times right now and So many are depressed and going through so much and don't know what to do. But the the Bible also tells us that we're not promised tomorrow. I encourage you to reach deep into your heart. I heard a a beautiful little saying here that I'd like to say um, before I move on, and that is that, I love the saying that says it's not the prayer of salvation that saves you itself, but it's the faith behind the prayer that ultimately brings you to salvation and into um, promise of salvation. I'd like to help you with that prayer right now. You need to begin by admitting that you can't save yourself from sin. 
need to be um, willing to repent or to turn away from your sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. I invite you to just follow my lead, and you can pray out loud or quietly. Calling your name today. Any longer, if you feel that tug in your heart, just say with me, Dear God, know that I can't save myself from sin. I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. Believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price. Please wash me clean of all of my sins, shame, and my guilt. Into my life today, be the Lord, my Lord, and say, Amen. I ask you to unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your life. I'd like to uh, encourage you to begin reading your Bible. The visions or on is a good place to start. And please do email us and let us know of your decision. Let us know of anything that you may have on your heart, if you need prayer, if you have any kind of suggestion by any chance. Don't hesitate to reach us at our website, and that would be at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at Refuge from the Storm, church.org a member of Refuge from the Storm Church and to start your journey through the Bible thank you again for your willingness to be with us and we welcome you into God into rescue Amen Amen Thank you, Sister Helena, for that special invitation. Follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now let us listen to our final praise and worship song today as we prepare to hear the the final and closing remarks by Pastor Millicent and the benediction.
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Helena, for sharing that invitation to discipleship with us. I still just ask that you all would keep Sister Helena in your prayers. The um, the torture that she's forced to endure over in Washington State is just not even able to be comprehended. She's a very fragile little lady and some days it becomes so overwhelming for her, but she she shows up here on Saturday. God gives her the, the music, just the music that we need to hear to enhance our services and to bring him into our into our the life of our service and our and our church and we're so grateful for that. I want to uh kind of reiterate what Elder Carolyn was saying earlier. There is someone in the TI community that we would really like to help. She uh, is in need of a computer that would uh, allow her to, to, to gain employment that would help to support her and, and take care of some of her really important needs. And so if any of you have um, anything that you would like to contribute to that special need, then we would appreciate it if you would make the contribution either through our uh, Tidely app or by going to the website and mailing a check to the address that you'll find there. 
make sure that you put on your on your donation whichever way you if you're able to help whichever way you help that it is indeed for the special project and we will make sure that it gets to the proper place i also want to thank each of you again who participated in the service uh, today it was such a priv privilege and a pleasure to be with you it's, i love the first uh, saturday i love honoring Jesus for what he did for us at Calvary and seeing God show up on our behalf. So as we uh, look to the Lord now for our dismissal, any of you who have prayed that prayer of salvation with uh, Sister Helena this afternoon or who needs prayer, feel free to stay on the call at the uh, end of service when the recording is stopped and, and, and I'll be happy to pray with you. From the book of Jude, one of my favorite sets of scriptures, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You may stop the recording. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.